Hello, and welcome back to Queer Perspective, hosted by your favorite queer duo, Andrew and Nam. Hello. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, hi. How's everybody been doing? We have not recorded in like a month or two. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's been a it's been a little. <laughs> it's it's been a it's been a while. It's yeah, it's been a minute. We're kind of like out of practice, so um, this is definitely going to be a more rambly episode. <laughs> all of our <laughs> they are all very I rambly. Su- I swear this is how this is how we start every single episode. It's like we haven't been doing well. Things are happening. <laughs> no. <in retrograde. laughs> oh my god. I mean, I feel like with whatever audience we have, I always feel like we do start off that kind of yeah. Because we're never really doing well. Usually, it's like every time yeah. we're about to record, you'll be like hey, Andrew, somebody looked bad at me in an elevator. Can we not record today? <laughs> and I'm like, sure, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, my dog was attacked by another dog. I I can't. <laughs> you know. <laughs> things. Just things. Life uh, happening. Um. So, but today we're recording because we're kind of like, you know, we're going to do it. Um, yeah. Today's episode is a kind of like a weird one because it's we called it fear and cowardice the tragedy of being queer and we're still not 100 percent sure like what we meant because it's like we weren't high or drunk when we came up with these titles it's just it was- been a while it's just <laughs> been like half a year <laughs> i think i think too the art of like our titles is that like it can be interpreted however depending on what time we look at it so it's like immediately after we have the first conversation we're like wow genius we came up with all these talking points like amazing and then a month later we're like what the fuck does this even mean we'll take notes and then we'll read the notes and we're like what does this mean like, we, we were really confused what was our mindset like, what were we, we talking about with? yeah um, like everything has changed now my dog has been attacked by another dog everything has changed <laughs> a lot of, okay life update besides the dog shit <laughs> um i actually quit my job I, I think that it's been that long. I actually quit yeah, my job. Yeah, it has. It has been that long. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if you've ever mentioned that you wanted Some, to quit your job. I think, but every, maybe in passing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, anybody who I think if they could get the gist of it, I was very much like not happy at work. It was it's good like corporate pain. America, yeah. The, but it, the life out of you. Yeah, it was very yeah. much that energy, and with my dad's death and all the stuff that was happening, yeah, I was like they were pretty shitty about that. Yeah. So I kind of just sort of like made my peace. I had enough money to quit. So I did. Um, yeah. So it's been about, I think, a month. I think I'm hitting a month now. Yeah. Because I start. I think I quit at the very beginning of October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now we're almost at Halloween. Mm-hmm. So yay, happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> In terms of the topic, I think, I think, like, us three months ago, we're very much in this idea of, like, because the talking points were more about the idea of like how you don't want to present as queer in public or with like family members because you don't want to like instigate drama, instigate uh, danger upon yourself. But I feel like we're not in that head mindset right now. <laughs> yeah, like I could, I I can imagine the mindset that that I was in. And to be honest, even like the other day, um, so <laughs> I had the situation where like. You know how okay, so you've said that like you've gotten scammed on Tinder before. Oh yeah. Um honestly I wish I had been scammed instead of what happened to me <gasps> at this point. Yeah. Ooh, um, you wanna spill some go. Oh no, okay. I was like, you wanna spill tea, but no. <laughs> no, I don't I don't know, like it's just it was bad. It was just really yeah. bad. And then I came out of it being like like I was sitting there and I was like, okay, well, I guess now I'm back to reading like gay books and like now I want my undercut shaved and I want it bleached and like I want new piercings and like all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, was I was I like repressing in some way? And I think like I think like when we were having the context like, of you the could tell, the context of the situation, she was with a man. The context yeah. she was with a man. Oh yeah, I forgot to say. Well, of course it's a man. <laughs> but I like, but I I was um. Let's say I revisited this guy. Uh, because it, wasn't... 
it was um, a Mercury retrograde. Let's be honest. Oh, I know. I, <laughs> I succumbed. I never do this. But like, I feel like after talking to you for years, Andrew was like a repeat offender of like oh, texting no, your exes every, on like Mercury I, retrograde. I was born on a Mercury retrograde. You can see that in but your chart. So was I. Well, okay. I don't know if I was born like, I was during born like a. I was born like during like I think my Mercury is retrograde. Like either yeah. my Venus or Mercury is like retrograde or something. Like that. I so know my Mercury was in retrograde. It says it like yeah, the R. Yeah. I think me too. Yeah. Mm. Something like that. Anyways. <laughs> so then I, I think like after years of like talking to you, I was like, you know what? It can't really be that bad. And then I texted him. <laughs> I am a horrible offender. I only have one ex in every Mercury retrograde. I forget yeah. until I realize like I want to text him. And then I do. And then yeah. <laughs> we do a one night stand. <laughs> um, this guy, like, I feel like at least your interactions with your ex are like mild that like you could you could revisit yeah during like a mercury retrograde yeah all of my dating experiences have been so horrendous that i like except for this one that i cannot revisit any of them and now mm. this one also i cannot revisit because <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> so it was like it was just like there was some weird stuff going on and i found out the reason why all that weird stuff was like going on and it was it didn't it was like it's like when somebody's character looks really bad. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. But like all of that happened. And then I was sitting there. And I was like, God, like all of this because I thought I could grasp the dream of a dating a Caribbean man, which like already saying that sentence, like, <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> I should have known. Okay. I should have known. Playing into the topic, yeah. why is a Caribbean man, a man in general, seems so ideal? Because I think another aspect of this topic is sometimes it's like, if you could, you would rather, not that you would rather, it's just that I acknowledgement that it's just like life is easier it's, when you do it's societal pursue. alignment. Yeah. It's societal alignment. It's like, I think I've mentioned this before, maybe, but like, he looks like what my family like looks like and not in like a weird way, but just in a way where it's like, he looks familiar. Yeah. He looks like he's Caribbean. He looks like, you know, he could assimilate like, well, yeah, with, yeah, like, yeah. My family. It's like, like if like I, if I date a Hispanic and then it's like, oh, yeah, we look the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like that was like part of the appeal. It was like I felt like there was like kinship like because of that. Mm -hmm. And I think it had to do too with like the idea of like, like for example, like I think I'll, I'll figure it out at some point. But I think my brother getting married and then like who he got like married to and things like that. Like I get along with my sister-in-law like really great. But I think like watching them as like a couple is definitely giving like societal alignment. Like I feel like mm. like my brother married who he was supposed to marry. My sister-in-law married like who she was supposed to marry. Like like I think like visual wise they align. Their kid is like fucking gorgeous. Like it's 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 like it yeah. it feels very like societal like alignment. Like like when you see them together they're like oh that's a gorgeous couple kind of mm -hmm. vibes. Um and it's and it's very much like I know that like when they're in Haitian circles like I mean I imagine right like. But it's, like, I feel like when there's in Haitian circles, like, they get a lot of praise because, like, again, you know, all the things that I said, like, before. And I think, like, seeing that so close kind of gave me this feeling of, like, oh, I also want that societal, mm. like, alignment. Um, I also want, like, like, because I, I think there's, like, this feeling of, like, satisfaction, like, when you're in couple with someone and it mm. looks like somebody that you're supposed to be in a couple with, mm. if that makes sense. Um, so it's, like, there's that part then on top of it i think it aligns with like like i i again some of this stuff like i'm like have i said this before have i not Probably. said this before like we say a lot right? of things I'm like, I'm, like i say the same things all the time <laughs> <laughs> this is the same life story that i keep like <laughs> talking about every single time texturism comes to mind like a lot of like stuff about like skin tone like mm. like stuff like about like that kind of like dynamic and things like that like come come up um i think like sometimes like i get satisfaction like when when whatever couple that i'm in or whatever situationship that i'm in looks like some other couple that i've seen like in my family or model to me or like mm. whatever or, like um it just makes me feel like i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing mm. like that kind of validation um which i feel like is is hard for me to walk away from like at times yeah. um so i think like all of that really stemmed from that point and then plus like on top of it like i was attracted to him um and i and he's like a film person i love film people i love media people i love people that care about like design cinematography like art like things like that um and then i think in a lot of ways like there were some periods of times where like it just the chemistry was also like insane like it yeah. genuinely felt insane um but it's like as a person like i think he just really sucks or like 
<laughs> it's like everything about it. I think it's like everything on paper made sense to you in your head. Yeah. The societal, the colorism, yeah. the, the heteronormativity, the profession, yeah, yeah. the art style. But this motherfucker was an asshole. No, so. like, like, yeah, like, <laughs> holy fuck. Like, Jesus Christ. I find that so fascinating to be enamored with almost like the societal acceptance that a person can provide. Rather than like the guy is is a coma mierda, <laughs> so. But I, I, I think like because I um, and I think I mentioned this like to to one of my roommates, but mm-hmm. like oh, and by the way, um, I have roommates that are queer, so then we all we have like we, we have like powwows or whatever. Yes. But, um, I was mentioning this to one of my roommates, but it's like, and she was also saying this, but it's like when female like friendships, it's like it's like you're talking to a woman, you're talking to a girl. But probably a woman for me at this point. Yeah. Um. And it's like I'm. And if we get along at all, like it's it'll be like they've seen the same shows as me. They've seen the same. They've read the same books. They're into the same things. Like they're into thrifting, art, mm-hmm. uh, poetry, like quotes, um, aesthetic. They'll watch like TikToks for hours on ends. They're really into cats, like things like that, like all of that kind of like stuff. That and it feels like a personality replicate, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, so what differentiates this? Like I'm like does does this sameness of like interest and like things like that mean that it should automatically go into like romantic relationship does that make that person does that mean that that like i should consider this person as like a romantic contender now mm-hmm. because we get because we're into so many of the same things like we have like the same views about like things like it's like and it'll be like the same you know anti-patriarchal super feminist like mm-hmm. um super aware of like the dynamics of like race and stuff like that so it's like and it feels very like satisfying to find somebody who like shares all these things. But then at the same time, like, I'm like, okay, but does that mean that like now in my head, like that's what I should be like looking for, like in a partner. Um, and then I feel like I struggle sometimes to like, it's like friend, long story short, friendships with women are so good that it's hard to differentiate when it should be a relationship and when it should just stay a friendship. Mm. I think with guys, the thing is that like, so many guys are horrible, but <laughs> if you have enough to have like a fantasy about it, like that's when it becomes like, oh, I have a crush. We should be like in a relationship kind of thing because there's a fantasy that can be created. There's like a certain image about what it's like to be with this man, what mm-hmm. it means society wise or like whatever, because there's virtually no other satisfaction aside from like that <laughs> perception of how it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's very like fantasy is like you're literally saying that this like the only redeemable thing a man can be is that it gives me societal acceptance (laughs) no because no but if i'm being honest if i if i went to my mom right now and i was like hey mom i found this beautiful let's say like i found i find and by the way this is very hard to find but if i'm like oh i find i found this beautiful queer haitian girl she's like gorgeous um i love her we get along like so well and my mom was like, I'm so glad. I'm so proud of you. What the fuck am I doing dating men then? If yeah. my mom was going to be like, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there would she, be no she, point. She wouldn't do that at all. Like, <laughs> if, she would not do that at all. Or like, if there was any chance of me like knowing that like, oh, I'm in a queer relationship and I don't have to worry about like, um, you know, people ostracizing us or like additional hardships of life because like we're in a queer couple, like whatever, then why the fuck would I be dating men? Why would I be considering why would why would straight relationships like even look attractive to me you get what i'm saying because it's like the relationship the 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 depth of relationship that i felt like in romantic not not in romantic but like in friendship like with women mm-hmm. does it like romantic relationships with men does doesn't even compare to just friendships with women yeah if that makes so it's like if i'm comparing the two and what they can provide theoretically speaking like mm-hmm. you know but then there's this also weird part of me that's like not satisfied you know societal alignment and like how things should be quote unquote or like how i was like the idea like it's like the thing that i'm that i mean when i say like how things should be is like it's the idea that i was raised on as a kid it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of like <clears throat> it's kind of like if you're raised like in a in a religious environment mm. you just it sort of feels like within you there's something just intrinsically wrong with being like super like promiscuous or something yeah that 
be- because it was introduced to you like so young, it goes beyond anything that's like logical. Mm-hmm. You have to spend like time to like unpack and like kind of pull at it to like get mm-hmm. it to like fall apart. Kind of, it feels similar to that where it's just like it's this thing of like I know that if I do this, I get societal pr- like approval, and that makes me feel safe. That makes me feel good. That makes me feel validated. Um, and that's a very hard thing to like. Mm. I think that was the 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 basics the foundation of what we were thinking about the original mm-hmm. topic like mm-hmm. three months ago mm-hmm. so thank you for bringing that up <laughs> <laughs> <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> um and i think it's like my part on this like conversation has always been like because i've always had the uh been on the receiving end of more closet cases for lack of a better word you know yeah. men in the closet and it's kind of like that mentality is also like pervasive with gay men and stuff like that that it's like they acknowledge that they're attracted to men but they understand like they're not going to get the societal approval they're not going to it's very much like i remember when i was looking for jobs in engineering how difficult it was once i was face to face with uh, the interviewer specifically when the interviewer was a Hispanic straight man, that I would never get the second interview after it. If when it was a woman, mm-hmm. I would get the second interview. I would get the third mm-hmm. interview, and the roadblock would always be once a I man. hit a man. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely that kind of situation that if the it's almost as like societally in a more conservative circles, if you even show off a hinge, a twinge of like queerness. They almost um, they feel it, you yeah. like a liability for their corporations or something like that. I I, I really I, don't get it. Yeah. And I mean like this I mean we're talking about specifically like in under like the queer lens, but that's that that applies for like any any hint of like oddness, to be honest. Like yeah. any hint of like neurodivergence, yeah. any hint of like well, to be honest, it depends certain circles are forgiving of certain things. Like I know yeah. there are engineering circles where like there are some people like I've seen them. And I'm like, you're neurodivergent. And yeah. yet you work at like your big engineer. You work at mm-hmm. like a big ass engineering firm or like whatever. Um, not saying that like neurodivergent people should not have these jobs, but um, it's like as forgivable in another field. Because like in engineering, like a lot mm-hmm. of people like know that like the men are like a little more introverted, mm-hmm. maybe less social skills, like things like that. So it's more accepted. Either yeah. way, my point was like saying that like this applies for like everything across the board, but it's so obvious in terms of like, like, I feel like there are things that, like, maybe you can mask or make yeah. better or um, or just improve upon that, like, might put people off. But then, like, sexuality is, like, it doesn't go away. It's, like, me being, like, mm. oh, I, I'll bleach my skin to, like, appeal to people. Like, that's oh my not God. realistic. <laughs> that's not a realistic, like, plausible God. solution. I think that is the kind of situation of, like, we're mo- not by, it's people who have not fully accepted their queerness that they kind of like how can i hide it to some degree because i know like um x is the x and uh other people that have shown interest in me that was very Mm -hmm. much the concern concern Uh of is like how can i it's sort of like how can i have my cake and eat it too how can Mm -hmm. i not let other people know of my queerness about this thing yeah about this thing while also pursuing somebody i'm attracted to uh, yeah. and the thing with me is that when it came to that societal approval i think we say it a lot in this podcast but my mom is like an ally like queen ally of all the allies you know she was the while she was super religious uh was the witness to like my gay uncle's uh wedding and she was always like a very vocal active activists for uh, LGBT topics and stuff like that. Like she would fight the other brothers and sisters of the congregation. Was very much an ally and very supportive of the LGBT community while she was super religious. So I was raised in that environment of like, to be vocal about how proud you are with LGBT stuff. Like I remember when I started college I was doing like some sort of engineering track of classes and there was literally no women in the class. It was a bunch of straight men. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's like a bunch of classes of like 30 straight guys. And (laughs) I remember like one of like our beginning classes, like English 
11101 or whatever. Um, you know how, like, they'll talk about, like, you know, political topics or something, and, like, the topic of LGBT came up, and it's like, so who's pro and who's con? And, like, literally, I was the only one pro, and it was before Which, I by the out. way, I don't I know why out. the fuck, like, it's like, you could talk about so many different things in politics that don't have to do with somebody's sexuality, mm-hmm. like, debating somebody's sexuality, yeah. or... Or, like, the validity of, like, their sexuality. And, like, same thing for, like, gender, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like... But, you know, in conservative circles, they're like, this is political. This is not people who... Whatever. They're like, they're like so, in a world of uh, capitalism, famine, and uh, impending war, the most controversial topic is homosexuality. <laughs> <laughs> and they was like, okay. and a large chunk of them was like, I find it disgusting and I disapprove. And I was literally like the only one that was vocal about like, I have family, I have friends. Honestly, kudos I'm to you. I'm not out of the closet, very but hard. I'm one. <laughs> what? That's very, like, kudos to you because like, that's very, like, I feel like Standing up to a room full of men on yeah. anything is very difficult. It is. Um, I don't know how, but the, how I always end up in those situations. Maybe because I'm like conservative Florida and shit like that. But You're the token gay I am of the of gay. of the state of Florida. I am at this point. Um, because most token gays like leave Florida and they go to like you know where gays are accepted. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know they're they're onto something. <laughs> Um, but I was getting at that it almost seems like a defense mechanism or like the stance that I have to take now is sort of like the openly gay person in whatever circle I am in. But the downside of it is that I'm not actually the only gay person in those circles. If you catch my drift. And because I'm so... Open. It makes you a target. Yeah, it makes me a target. So I'm like very open and proud, but you know, I would get the occasional, hey, <laughs> what you doing? We should just hang Smiley out. Smiley face. The two of us. Um, <laughs> you don't have to tell anybody else. That kind of vibe. And I was always somebody who was very much like, so proud of like being openly gay that I would mm-hmm. like very... About unabashedly just turn them down like and then they would like go hiding but i think that's kind of like the my side of this viewing of being like somebody who is like so openly proud of who i am and not afraid of how i'm represented even if it does and it has fucked me up in the past not like Mm -hmm. violent but i have been prevented from getting to jobs or other kind of opportunities because of it yeah which to be honest, like it's not it's not a direct kind of violence, but in a capitalistic mm. world, like those people do not want to see you eat. Yeah. Like you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. you need a job to eat yeah. and like to provide for your family. So it's like it's that pervade like it's that intense. Yeah. That's it's really, really fucked up. So and because of um other people and because of the systems that we that be, other people do see that and they almost like some people do say like, oh, he's an example of not doing that because he's not getting the job and he's not doing that and he's not getting accepted to things. Um, Sometimes though it it works when I do find a a good representation, a good company that does help Mm -hmm. uh, the LGBT. And then I show an example. It's like, you see, you could be queer and get a job in STEM. And you just have to like fight tooth and nail for like half a year. Yeah. (laughs) While like somebody who's like less, uh qualified good takes the job and like okay so that's my rant but it it (laughs) but that's kind of like where i'm standing about this whole situation that it's not like oh being proud and loud and courageous in this adversity is like doesn't result in like bullshit and doesn't result in things getting harder for your life like i my dating life absolutely sucks like i've told you over and over like we mm-hmm. were talking about the incel jokes, and I'm like, I don't want it to be real, but it's like it's difficult out here, especially yeah. in more conservative circles and stuff like that. Yeah, so. and just and that's why, like, I feel like sometimes it's not even it's not even this. It's like it's like it's the idea that somewhere, somewhere, people are living the life that I want to live, <laughs> and I think like that's the problem. <laughs> okay, getting married to a guy in a suit. 
like maybe that's not peak but, but okay, it's, get, it's okay, getting back on track to the whole fear and cowardice <laughs> conversation like why is getting married to a guy on suits so ideal like okay it's, my... not, it's not that it's ideal uh, yeah. but it's like it's the idea that i can still hold on to because how do i say it? i think we've had this conversation before we've had all these conversations before yeah it's just you know recycled but i think the idea is that like when i'm authentically myself mm-hmm. i do not behave or dress or have the typical or that's how i feel right but Mm. have the typical interest of like someone who would be interesting to like a guy like Mm. a typical like regular regular joe schmo right Mm -hmm. and i think like that's why like that oh i'm to me like it's the significance of like oh i get to dress how i am i get to dress Mm. um how i want to and that's still that's enough that's good enough. Actually, it's not even good enough. It's it's praised. It's wanted. It's desired enough to like get married to kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's that vibe because it's like it's like it's the difference between like being tolerated mm-hmm. and then or being able to like it's the it's literally the difference between like being queer and then you're tolerated in society versus like somebody being like seeing like your queer outfit or like your queer cho- choices and being like oh my god yes like yes, and queen. approve of you and like give you like societal like approval like yeah. that's the difference like that's that's what it signifies to me and it's not like necessarily like the most ideal thing but it's it's like a it's like a version of that you know it's like if i wanted to marry a guy but i still wanted to be myself like that would be an example of like that um same as like if i wanted to like be myself but date a girl or like marry a girl like I would also want to get like approval for that or like be accepted for that. Like mm-hmm. it's that same kind of like, thing. Yeah. I think it's like, so us complaining about like, does have some relevance to me because it's like, I don't actually see or seek that approval because I feel like it's forever away from me. Like it's mm-hmm. forever taken away because it's like my conservative family, uh, is not going to be like your extended family. Yeah, my extended family, conservative extended family, uh, is not going to be like wanting to go to the gay wedding of one of their nephews and stuff like that. They're not. They don't care. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't shown up in my life after all the tragedies I have. They're not going to show up when I'm mm-hmm. being gay at a gay altar. So. <laughs> I've always thought about it like if I was even semi attracted to women, I wouldn't deny the fact that I would just like be tempted to just pursue women just for that societal approval and just like take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying like that's not easy. Like all relationships are difficult. It's just it's like as a gay man in this in this economy, <laughs> it's not as simple as I want it to be. You know, it's not as simple as like. I wish it to be like mm-hmm. I I've I've always been like a romantic and I always wanted the whole like uh I'm a Disney adult so like all those fairy tale bullshit I've always like fantasized when I was little. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, you know, Aladdin always married Jasmine. There wasn't another male guy, some guy that he could get married to, so I'm like, eh. Yeah. So that has always been uh, and then it's like the acknowledgement that it's like, okay, that's forever removed. So like the wedding has never been appealing to me because it's like, there isn't a community, at least a family that will come together to celebrate me. Not like in, to the extent of like the re- weddings of, that I went to recently, that like the family came out of the woodworks of people I haven't seen for decades who didn't you know, know like, about all the stuff that's happened. And then- I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. That whole tradition, uh, tradition, but like that whole habit of like family coming out of wherever they were hiding mm-hmm. to show up for like a wedding it feels very disturbing to me because I'm like, why are you here? And I have to like pay for your spa and your food, and like I have to like talk to you. Like, but that's like the that's the societal approval that you keep talking about. That's the kind of I know, like, but like not for those people. Like, <laughs> not for the motherfuckers like, that the, I have not like, seen I'm since like, I was in the... diapers. And <laughs> I, I think, I think maybe. Because I think conversely to you, if there ever was a time where I felt like, like, oh, I am in a queer relationship, I want to marry this person, and I felt like my parents were going to support it, like, I think that would be enough for me, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think I, like, I very 
rarely care about what my extended family has to say. Yeah. Okay. Um, or like the prevalent like extended family. Like I have other extended family that I have like very like good feeling like the words. Um, although we don't talk like that much. Um, but it's like for the prevalent like extended family like a lot of times like it's either I'm reminding myself that it really like their opinion doesn't matter that much, so I'm actively distancing myself from like their opinion, uh... or I just don't care. Um, because it's not really conducive to like my well-being and things like that. So it's like if there ever was a day <laughs> where I felt like my parents would be good and fine with it, like I think that would be enough. But okay. we live in a society, right? We live in a society. Um, put that so, on a sticker, put that on shirts. I'm sure there is a shirt with it somewhere. I think that's my mentality. But it's true. I already have the approval of like my mom and my brothers, my immediate family. So I don't need, and that's why I've always been like, okay, I'll elope if I ever, like, find a partner mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like, that's the plan for me. Um, but there was a thought about, like, oh, going back to, like, this um, fear and cowardice conversation is because it's, like, the frustrating part when I talk about any of these like insecurities, any of these troubles, any of these concerns, how shitty it is to date, how frustrating to see like all my straight friends get married. To any of my straight friends, they're like, what are you talking about? It's like literally they don't get this sort of like existential crisis that you see like the mm-hmm. standard, the societal standard that everybody, even though even the most like anarchistic, like going against societal norms falls into like our friend that we were talking about fall into that that like whole like typical flow of getting married and doing the typical heteronormative traditional thing when you point out like it's difficult out here when you're dating queer it's frustrating because you're dealing with people who actually try not to avoid the queerness because they know that it could prevent them from getting jobs or Mm -hmm. it prevents them getting societal approval it like goes over their heads and they kind of like gaslight you a little. I've been in like conversations about this that I would call people out of this sort of like naive mindset that it's like, it's all going to be all right. You know, you know, love is love. And it's like, yes, love is love, but societal doesn't care about love. Yeah. (laughs) I love the fact that you say this face like, the love, like. No, yeah. Cause no, it's like, it's people like, it feels ba- very like placatey. Like mm-hmm. I get why people say it and things like that, but it's it's very placatey. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like you know, we're in the same boat, and you know that. Yeah. Like we share a lot of the same feelings about this. Yeah. Thing. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the frustrating part, and this is just a frustrating conversation about like <laughs> yeah. This is frustration. The episode. Um, uh, is that it, it, it's like, depending on which org group or like, when I talk to you, it's like, you get it, you make sense. But it's like, I feel like unless I talk to other queer people, Mm -hmm. it's, I might as well be talking to a wall about like all these frustrations, all this nuance that comes with just like, you know, comes with the package of being queer that it's like, oh, you're yeah. not only like it's your sexuality, but it's also societal's disapproval of you, even if you are not even pursuing a relationship or something like that. It's the kind of ostracizing that a family would do because you know you're never gonna get them grandkids or something like that, or at least not biological grandkids because those are better mm-hmm. apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like when you talk about any of this with anybody who's not queer, it gets like. You know, it's like, put the tinfoil hat down, Andrew, and just touch some grass. And then you touch grass. And it's like, no, society's still homophobic, so. (laughs) Can't fix that with grass. (laughs) I I think, like, for for me, like, in addition to all the things that you said, I think the other, like, frustrating part even so like i think i've mentioned like my roommates but yeah. either way so even when i talk to my roommates and like both of them are queer both of them have engaged like with their queerness like in terms of like relationships and things like that yeah um or situationships it's like they still and still like with with everyone 
like right it's not just like my two like roommates um but it's like everyone seems to have somehow like somebody that they're still entangled with if that makes sense like Mm. even if it's not like a relationship it's like my two roommates have like like one ex that like they still keep going like they still like talk to kind of like and it's still like in that ambiguous like kind of area um and i don't i don't have that (laughs) um and like um and even people that like talk about like budding relationships or like going on dates and like this is like the straight aspect of things but then it's like it just makes me feel like i'm like if i can't do this even in the straight aspect and it's supposed to be better on the straight aspect yeah i'm like how am i supposed to do that on the queer aspect of things like it just feels like i'm doing something wrong um and then when i say that to people like they're like like i've had this conversation with like multiple people and they're kind of like "Mm, i don't think you're doing anything wrong like you just have to wait and then i'm like (laughs) thank you thank you for your two cents like standing ovation i get that a lot too I, yeah, I get it's like you just like they'll show up and I'm like, no, like I'm I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like there are people that live and they do not partner up. And I'm starting to think that I'm one of those people. Yeah, me and then people are like, people are like, but you're so young. And I'm like, you're so dumb. Like, don't talk to me. Like, <laughs> I think it's because it's very much dismissive. Those yeah. kind of like comments. It's like that's another aspect about it that it's like whenever I talk about the frustrations about this situation. I get dismissed very easily. You know, it's like, I'm 32. I've never been in a serious relationship. And it's like, okay. And then usually the comment is like, okay, shut up, incel. Move on. Like, okay, whatever. And it's like, my queerness has nothing to yeah. do with that. Got it. Mm, okay. I think it's just this, like, it, 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 is, it is a tragedy. Like, the, 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 I'm trying to, like, relate it. But I'm like, the way that I'm like, this conversation is getting everywhere. And I'm like, dragging it back in. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to be on topic, but and it kind of all relates to this sort of like you know, trying to go outside the box, and then being like reprimanded or uh, just sort of like society just like smacking the hand, like how dare you want a real relationship? Shut up. <laughs> and the, the thing, the thing about like this whole fear and cowardice thing, it's like okay, let's say like I did potentially get over like my inner fear of like you know being like visibly queer um and that fear is like let's say like it's due to like you know safety stuff like Uh stuff that has to do with like external factors or like whatever like things like that let's say i did get over that and then i'm like okay now i visibly look queer dress queer like blah 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 blah, like whatever and it's like yeah personal fulfillment is cool but i also get personal fulfillment when i'm dressing not super specifically queer Uh if that makes sense like you get what i'm saying like it's like it's like it's not that i'm doing things that are not giving me fulfillment but at the same time like if i'm leaning into queer culture and like all those things and like that's not that still doesn't give me like the queer community which is actually what i want or like the queer relationship which is actually what i want or a relationship which is actually like what i want or i'll never get like the approval like my parents and that's actually what i want then like where do i go from here like how much of this like really matters in the grand scheme of things like it's the idea like how valid to be like openly queer is it when it's like it doesn't give you anything at the end of the day yeah it's like it's it's like a performance of like ooh, i'm trying to signal to people that i'm queer and then like but then at the same time like it's it's this whole self-defeating like thing yeah so it's because sometimes it's like that frustration that when you do appear queer it's like, oh, I'm a peacock. Look at me, the feathers. The queers are going to mm-hmm. flock to me, and then I'm going to be, like, in this beautiful yeah. polyamorous and relationship. And you're just like... And they don't. <laughs> you're and just, it's like, like it's not... crickets. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, like, it's not saying that, like, life should be like that. No. But it's, 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 a, it's a cost analysis. I think know? it's, like, <laughs> why we keep complaining about the marriage system and, like, how, like, the cuffing and marriage season. It's just, it's like, okay, you're performing, like, you're queer, but you're also performing street and stuff like that, and it doesn't happen. And you see, like, other people, it just happen. And I'm just wondering, like, donde? How? You know how, like, when you go take, like, an exam, mm-hmm. and then you see, like, an exam question, and you're like, I can't even begin to think about what I need to solve this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I feel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I've had that. It's like, that's, it. like, a nightmare I have. That he's like, yeah, it's like, I... 
You and then like, like the per- like, you, I don't even know what variables to use. And you like, and you glance to the side, or and then he's like, everybody already has like the answers filled out. And then you go to the yeah. tense, and it's like obviously you have to use this equation. It's like where the fuck did you get that equation? <laughs> except, except in real life, that whole explanation of the answer never happens. Mm, yeah. So all you see is people with their paper fully and the, filled. The only answer you get is like the fucking grade. And, yep. and then people will be like, oh my and God, you keep I got taking the same 100. exam over and over. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. what am I missing? I mean, yeah. honestly, maybe it's us. I don't fucking know. Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe everybody like maybe it is me. Maybe everybody's just like, yeah, they just figuring it out. Like, maybe their soulmates were just there. And since we're like soulmates, it's like, maybe that's the universe's sad joke. It's like, uh, you're doing a podcast with them. Who cares if you're not sexually compatible? <laughs> oh my god, it's like me. I care. Thank you. <laughs> right? It's like if I if I can't pull a guy, I can't even be in a relationship with a guy, I can't even like sustain a relationship with a guy, like no guys knocking on my door being like, "Hey, let me take you on a date." Type shit like how am I supposed to believe that I can do that with a woman like yeah, like, it's, it's like that's where the coward comes in. It's like you know, I, I can't even do it with one. With supposed to be the easy mode, what makes you think I could do fucking I'm, hard mode? Like, and I feel like I, yeah, and I feel like I'm trying. Like I'm like I'm swiping. I'm on hinge. I'm initiating conversation. I'm like trying. I'm looking hot. Like I'm taking pictures of myself, posting them, like things like that. So my profile does actually look nice. Like whatever. Um, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> like what else is there? <laughs> You know, life is laughing at me. Yeah. I just know that there's some entity laughing at me. You know why? Why? Somebody, this guy that I matched with on Tinder that I gave him my number, that I gave him, like, my number, he just texted me being like, what's up, cutie? So I guess the universe is like, you want, you want, you want attention from a man? Here it is. Lovely. <laughs> like, I'm did like, he just text you now? Yeah, like, literally now. Like, it hasn't even been, like, a minute. Like, yeah. This it's is like a living. Like, I feel like this yeah. is like a live. It's like live report. The universe heard Nam's complaining about the difficulties of being queer. Like we were doing this whole episode, that that she literally gets a text by some Tinder hookup. <laughs> now appearing live, Nam's with her universe manifested straight hookup. How do you feel? Oh my god! <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> Honestly. I feel like we were kind of on and off about this topic, but the feel is like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to participate. That's pretty much the the gist of it. It's like, I the tragedy of it is like, I don't want to be queer. Fuck this shit. <laughs> but it sucks. Yeah, like that's, that's like the ugly truth, but it's like, there's so many. It's like sometimes like I, when we, like, especially when we record the podcast, like I wish I was a happy queer that had like, at least a family that like embraced it yeah and, like, i felt like i had community but it's like genuinely like i know if i the more like i lean into being queer the farther that'll take me from my parents yeah. i'm supposed to be living with them like next year yeah um and like the farther that'll take me from like like probably like the haitian community because it's like every fucking person on like today i met somebody haitian like at school and they were like yeah i wanted to ask you like I was like the the one other Haitian person that I met in three like no two years of being in New Jersey right, um in yeah. my university and then she's like yeah I wanted to know like do you go to church I'm like does it look like you go to church? <laughs> like it's like do you believe in the Lord <laughs> it's like no I believe in coochie like what are we talking about coochie <laughs> like uh, I think it's like oh that is the God. tragedy of it all is like. I tried to perform at least not on this podcast episode, but like genuinely, I tried to perform as like the good, proud gay, always like be conscious of LGBT rights and stuff like that. But there is a just overall frustration of it that it's like it doesn't actually reap rewards for me. It's not like the gay gods are coming down. It's like here's a hot boyfriend for you, or here's like societal acceptance, or here's like literally rights and like politicians that are not going to fucking make it illegal to discuss you kinds of people in elementary schools <laughs> it, it's just like it's like frustrating and it's like the frustrating part for me is like i try to like hey guys with my straight friends and stuff like tries to bring it up but it's almost just like they wipe their ass with it and then like at least for me maybe i'm stuck in this like area 
that I kind of want to see outside queer perspectives, if you will. Yeah. But to me, it just seems as like when you try to participate and act queer, it only gives you so much. While like an average Joe Schmo could get married and then the whole entire family literally comes together and celebrates them. You know, I, th- I think like I think like that was the hard part to like come to terms with because <sighs> it was like what like at least from my perspective like family that wasn't really supportive let's say like of my brother up until like this point yeah like came you know for like this event and like fine like family yeah like makes sense whatever oh i'm not saying that they shouldn't have been there but um my thing is like i just know in a reverse situation if it were me like yeah marrying whoever queer right whatever non-men um I just know it wouldn't be the same. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who would necessarily be there, to be honest. Yeah. Um. I feel like even, even, because it's it's like the idea of like. That's what I was saying. Oh like, my god! Literally, you know, actually, I, don't I want was. To. <laughs> I'm gonna loping. Nothing. <laughs> I think I think too. Like the idea. Like I was talking to um, to a white boy. Yeah. Um, and and that's just like a code word, but like. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to a white boy. It was like. I was asking him, I was like, oh, so do you not have trauma? Because I had, like, revealed to him. And I was like, so do you not have trauma? Like, what do you, like... Because his attitude was very, like, no, everything is fine. Everything's good. And I was like, okay. Um, and then and then he said, yeah, no, I'm, I am I don't think I have any trauma. And I was like, wow. So what they say about white males is really is true. <laughs> really out here. No like, trauma. They're really like, fresh off the Life box. is great. Fresh out of that box. Mint condition. At yeah right like 25. no bumps no dents no droppings like Godness. things like that <laughs> i'm like wow but then like even when i start thinking about it i'm like i i have to screen people mentally for like are they homophobic are they racist yeah. are they like yeah. fat phobic are they like all this stuff like i have to screen people and do all of that yeah no and like part of the reason why like i'm saying like oh i'm not, I'm not even sure who i w- would invite to like my wedding it's like who is there after you screen everybody for all of that stuff in a like in a in a me, country that is, I guess that I'll is, be, it's like I'll be there. <laughs> the I guess is killing me. <laughs> it's like, mm, like if it works for my schedule. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Like, <laughs> if it's like if it's not on D and D night, then like that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, if I'm oh. like you know, I'll be there. So it's like, I'm assuming that I'm gonna be the best man of honor. What? <laughs> best man of honor. <laughs> <laughs> best man of honor ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i don't know what it's called <laughs> it, i think this is like i maybe because i'm like queer and i'm like i'm always have a critical eye with this kind of situation it's like the way that i see like most of that stuff like always like happily neatly fall into that societally accepts it and i'm like but and you're okay with that that's the curious part like okay this was the right choices you're happy with this situation I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get us, like, how much of it is actually them being comfortable with, like, them having to land in societal situation? How of it is how much is it pressured into fit that mold? I don't know. The thing is, I think a lot of times, especially with the aspect of social media, mm-hmm. I think it's very easy for it to not be pressure and for it to like for a person to just lean into it Mm. like it's kind of like because it's like like are you not going to lean into like societal praise like Mm, let's say there was something that like that you would do and then people would like comment and tell you like yes this is so great like good job like Uh all this stuff everything that you didn't hear from your parents growing up like you wouldn't (laughs) lean into it (laughs) it's it's like you know that that is just like straight dopamine like on a platter like when i started posting on on instagram i was like oh i get why people do this shit like it was insane like my brain was like suddenly alive and i was like whoa like i mean like so i mean i kind of get that kind of because i was like i'm working out now look at me i'm actually Mm -hmm. like going to a gym like taking classes and stuff like that and i'm like Mm -hmm. i've been working out for a while so now i'm getting like compliments on like how masculine i am and it's like a mixed mm-hmm. bag for me because mm-hmm. i'm like mm, like <laughs> You're like do i like it <laughs> i don't know it's like i get the praise but also i'm like yeah Meh. i don't know uh that might be a, like a can of worms that <laughs> yeah i was sitting there i was like mm. 
you don't like being praised for being masculine? The sigh, the podcast is so just telling. Being like just the documentation of Andrew's this is journey. so. <laughs> I feel like even though we've been like all over the place, I do think like the main theme of like it sucks being queer in general mm-hmm. is kind of like the crux of this argument. Any final words? Yeah. Um, Before we go off and bitch about like straight people getting married again. Oh my god, no. <laughs> Please, <laughs> take me to bed. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> Any final words? No. I, I, I don't think, I don't think because I made, what is it, a pact with myself like over the summer. I don't even think that like if this was a regular conversation between you and I, like this would have gone on for this long. Yeah. Because at this point, like, I'm tired of hearing myself complain about yeah. Like, I'm I'm out. Like, I'm tapping <laughs> I'm out. I, I mean, t- facts. Uh, I'm also tired about it. Because it's, like, it's tiring for me because it's, like, you sound like me five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very it's much like, just, like... It's like- <sighs> It's like the universe is like, hey, Andrew, are you bored? Here's a spawn of you from five years ago. <laughs> Literally Have fun with that. same place of like never finding a relationship that's serious enough and feeling yeah. like, you know. Everyone's like dogging me out. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, great. Ugh. Um, I guess it's that like I got my that off final my chest. word. Don't jump off bridges. Um, <laughs> you're like, I guess, whatever. Um, <laughs> Not today. No, the I would say that I mean part of this has just been like a venting, but also we've been through a lot recently. Like I've yeah. been through a lot recently, so it's definitely like this is a, just a venting of just how like difficult the queer aspect of this whole situation is going, yeah. of like life. Because you know that's just one problem. You know the joke I've made of a dog attacking a dog. That's not a joke. I've been That's dealing with reality. that for a week now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, if I, like, were, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, go for it. I was going to say, like, my final word is definitely going to be along the lines of, like, the way that I'm just, like, padding it out because it's like, I don't have anything positive to say. <laughs> yeah. I, I also don't, like, I was going to say, I think my seasonal depression is coming back it's getting colder today was like in the 50s mm. and i was i was concerned because i'm like ooh, seasonal depression is very real like i woke up this morning and i was like ooh, and felt like this in a while wow hello old friend <laughs> how are you <laughs> um yeah so yeah yeah it's fine we'll just end on a negative note well, you know we don't have to end on a positive note we're not yeah. very positive people i'm a Qua- yeah. capricorn sun scorpio rising there's nothing positive here <laughs> yeah yeah and she's a it's capricorn fun. moon she doesn't en- <laughs> understand the concept of enjoyment so <laughs> i don't i yeah i really don't think so i think i understand laughing at things <laughs> like everything but it's like i it's like mocking it yeah <laughs> yeah like, you know. um but that's it. Uh, this was the the fear, cowardice, the tragedy of just being gay, queer, bi, <laughs> anything queer. It just how much it sucks. Anything not straight. It just sucks. Uh, and yeah. you just want, don't want to participate. But, you know, even when you don't participate, people, like, sniff out the queerness and don't get you a job. So, uh. <laughs> 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 Like, just ending on a bitter note. So catch you guys <laughs> next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Perspective. We'd love some feedback, so please leave some reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. See you next time.